Well, now, James, they've changed the regulations concerning the air boxes and the wings, and yet you're still extremely fast. How do you do it? Big balls. And welcome back. Episode number two, if you heard the pilot of the Hot Lab Show. Ah, oh, it's myself. Alex, we are talking window testing, we're talking McLaren, we're talking Ferrari fastest, finally. Mercedes, what's happened to them? Even worse, Force India. Project Cars, you may have not heard of it, but you will by the end of the show. Alex, how's it going? Not bad, not bad. A lovely Sunday evening to uh, sit in front of the television and relax before a lovely uh, week at work. And uh, I think um, more testing to come again from Barcelona, so Formula One now starting to really kick up again, isn't it? It is, it is isn't it? And how do you, I mean, as we're both F1 fans, before we get into um, the, the, uh, the, you know, the news of the winter testing, how mm. do you keep, uh, get your F1 fix throughout, throughout the winter? It's a bit easier now the testing has begun, but obviously before, you know, the uh, season ends, uh, end of November now, uh, so we've got really a good one and a half months of no real F1. <sighs> It's only going to get better as the years goes on, isn't it? I mean, back in the day, for me, um, I would simply get pretty much, you know, sort of a press release about the times in the day. Um, And then if I looked hard enough, I'd find a video clip from an Italian television channel, which probably covered no more than two minutes. And it obviously focused a lot on Ferrari that day. Uh, But now, you know, let's be honest, and we're not, you know, we're not we're not advertising them, but you can't help but not talk about them. Sky Sports F1 does produce or does bring Formula One testing sort of to a new level. They do, don't they? Much better than anything else. And I think, um, I mean, I think they've even taught the BBC when the BBC had a full license, a thing or two about about the winter testing. And I think it's brilliant. It, it, there is a lull, obviously, between obviously the, the the December, January, beginning of Jan thing with Sky Sports. It, it's a lot of it is replays and and a few shows looking back on the season. But you're right. I think once winter testing hits, they hit their they hit their gear. Um, yeah. Uh, so no, no no pun intended. So. And I think Sky Sports uh, have actually done a really, really good job. Um, and the difficulty is, you kind of a lot. You need to have Sky uh, to have obviously Sky F1. It's not one of those freebie. Th- it's not one of the channels they offer on the Freeview channel, is it? No, no, uh, no. I think it's part of the HD package. It can be, yeah, yeah. It's either part of the HD, I think, or the sports package. Yeah. Um, I, I've got. I think I've got the sports package. Uh, but the interesting thing is, would do you think? It would be a good thing for Sky, maybe. It's just off the top of my head to charge on the Freeview. But do you think people would charge like ten, twelve pounds a month for their channel, for the F1 channel? Do you think that would be ever be viable? Uh, I'm. Am- I'll be honest. I'm amazed that it comes under the HD package in the first place. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm amazed it's either not a standalone <laughs> channel, or it's part of the Sky Sports pa- overall package. So I'm quite lucky because I don't have the Sky Sports package and I'd be probably, I, w- I don't think I personally want, I, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want Sky Sports one to four. I, I wouldn't use it. So I'd be, so if the package is something like £20 a month yeah, and I'd only be watching one channel, I'd, uh, yeah, It'd be it's a good one. job they did it. It's a good job they don't. Let's put it that way. 
No, it's a good job they do. I, I, I'm just thinking in the days where, like, obviously you've got Netflix charging six pounds uh, for their, like, you know, see as many movies as you want. I've just mm. always wondered why Sky haven't maybe done it for a tenner a month because I think a lot of people would probably think actually a tenner a month, yeah, for twenty four for like almost a twenty four seven F one channel, they'd probably go for that. I would. I mean, if it got to the point where I wanted to cancel my Sky. Uh, but th- there was an option there, which wasn't yeah. silly. I'd probably do that, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think with the advent of, uh, it's trying to justify any one channel, whatever it might be, Sky Sports One or UK Gold or whatever, to pay ten pound a month for one channel. It is. Uh, yeah, and I think you'd be like, I think like, like um, I think the re- the wrestling WWE have this network where you can watch all their old pay per views, every one of them, and documentaries. And I think if Sky ever did that, they'd have to kind of do a, a deal with Bernie, where you would have like the F one and on demand, where you could actually watch the full races and like pretty much lots of races for down the years, for example. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But there you go. Um. Anyway, on to winter testing. Winter testing. Absolutely. Back. Winter testing, I know, I know. Um Winter Testing is back. Hareth is back, or Jerez, as uh, some, some people have said. Ferrari are back. Alex. Ferrari are back. You're a Ferrari oh, fan. Should we should we say Ferrari as a whole or Ferrari is in the team? Uh I think Ferrari in the team. I I think Ferrari as a whole never never really went away. I mean they I mean the, I'm not, you know, I'm not the biggest Ferrari fan in the world, but I cannot deny in terms of they are the biggest team in the sport. And I think worldwide, as a sports car brand, they're probably the most recognised in the world. Yeah. You say fast sports car, Ferrari is going to be, I think, on nearly everyone's top three list, you know, in terms of, uh, in terms of brand recognition, probably the top. I'd, I'd agree with that one. So, I'd do uh... Sorry, go on. No, that's right. So, I mean, I mean, they're, they're, they're back. I mean, Sebastian <clears throat> Vettel, he put in some really good times. And interestingly, uh, I know we're really going to concentrate on Ferrari here, but Sauber did very well. Is it the engine? I mean, what, what, that, why do you think they're so fast? That's why I was getting at. Is it Ferrari the team or Ferrari, uh, as in with the engine, you see? Because, um, and, and a few little stats for you that I've uh, that I've got up. So I've got the uh, the cumulative times from the uh, from the whole of the Hareth test. Okay. So the top three out of the whole test. I, I, obviously, we need to emphasise that this is testing, isn't it? And, and it we is. can draw conclusions about anything. You know, fuel loads. You know, tyres. Uh, are they running 2015 aero? Are they, you know, there's so many different forms. And yeah, we could just say immediately, oh, look, Ferrari at the top. But, you know, it's only it's only suspicion, isn't it, really? Yeah, it is. It is only uh, it is only suspicion. Um, have, having said that, uh, they, they are fast, but we and we have seen people like Sauber and Force India suddenly put really fast lapping through testing and, and be absolutely nowhere. Mm. But I, I, even I think Lewis Hamilton uh, a few days ago came out in the press um, on one of the websites and said that Ferrari does actually look fast. Yeah. I, I think we can, we can safely say that this year's Ferrari is going to be better than last year's. Um, you know what? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I Absolutely. I mean, I th- I'd gladly put like you know half a month's wages on that or something. Uh, yeah. Because it, it does. It does look good. You hear positive things coming out of the Ferrari camp. Definitely. Yeah. 
no no one is you know if if we had a if we were in this end of this test again and Ferrari were sort of mid pack again and people were saying that car is just you know it's just ugly around the corners it's you know uh, it's got no uh, traction out of corners etc etc then we could be saying well we're pretty much going by this year but you're topping the times you, you've got a Sauber that is a cumulative finished third and fifth um, as well um, and generally like you say there's not really many people if any are actually saying that Ferrari is looking poor no no whereas last year People were saying there's not that much traction there. And people were saying about the Ferrari last year, if I, if I remember, that it's probably they were they were thinking it's the second it's the second most powerful engine at the time. Some yeah. people were saying in the winter testing with Renault obviously being the least. Um, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, that never really showed <laughs> in the season, did it? But no, uh, I think the relax the relaxation of the engine rules has has been a massive help, and I think. I think probably they 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 worked a lot behind the scenes last year towards this season. I think they sort of they shut off development quite early on. Yeah, it was kind of a. I think there was a a big update around Barcelona within the first three or four European races. That really didn't work, and I kind of felt they. Uh, I'm sure they kind of gave up about then, didn't they? Just just before they got to the halfway point in the season, they thought, you know, you kind of felt the team thought, no, this is not really going to work. I think you know pretty much, don't you, from very, from probably even from testing in the winter. Just you know, if 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 you've got an engine freeze, yeah, and you know that your car is forty, fifty brake horsepower down on a say a Mercedes or whatever it was at the time, and you know you're not allowed to touch that engine for the year, sort of your motivation to sort of keep throwing money at, at, at development of a car or just think, you know what, let's just, you know, we'll keep developing it, but we're not going to, we're not sort of, we know we're not going to be ta- challenging for the title. So let's just, you know, keep to a budget and we'll start sort of developing towards the next year, I guess. No, I think you're right. I mean, interestingly, at least they're not doing what, at least they didn't do last year what McLaren did. So we've got this next update. We're going to be the fastest other than the Mercedes. They pretty much said that three or four times in the news. I think Ron Dennis never really happened, did it? Good old Ron. Good old Ron. Yeah, they, they came good at the end of the year, but that was about it. But um, mm. So, how... Cl- uh, we can't guess. Um, I mean, we, we can't really make a, a good guess, let's say. So, but if I was to ask you how close you think Ferrari are to the top, where would you... Uh, at a complete guesstimate, where, where we're doing this blind, what would you say? <clears throat> As in the what is the best car? What where do we stand in the best car situation? Yeah, at the moment, do you do you think if we were go, if we were to go to Australia tomorrow? Yeah, where would Ferrari be? You reckon? I'm gonna, I, 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 don't quote me on it. I'll go with second best team. You reckon second? You reckon second best team? Do you yeah. think? Do you think this season? And unfortunately, this next podcast aren't going to be predictions, really, are they? But do you think? They're going to cha- they'll, there'll be a challenge for Merck within the first few races. Uh, when I say challenge, I'm, th- I'm saying finishing within about 15 seconds of them. Who could say? Could you say? I, I, th- I think so. But by what we saw and by Hamilton's comments, 
I think Mercedes are concerned. Uh, I've I've uh, heard the other day that people are saying that that Mercedes is still fundamentally last year's car. Well, I mean, I mean, we are talking about Mercedes then. Um, from Ferrari to Mercedes. Mm. Mercedes, last year's. So you're saying it's. So you saying Mercedes is last year's car? No, I'm not. Sa- Fundamentally, as in, like, um, there's some comment that's been made. Uh, I think possibly by Lewis Hamilton when asked about the changes this car bring, bought from last year, and his pretty much his comment was. There is not really much. I can't tell the difference between this year and last year's car. You know, we've had Kimmy saying this car handled better. I, you know, it, and, and you can see from the times. My, my understanding is that Lewis made a comment to say that, and I appreciate it again. You you can say these comments, can't you? Because you're you're not trying to get people's hopes up. You're you're not trying to give too much away. But Lewis supposedly said. Along the lines of, I can't tell the difference between really last year's and this year's car. Well, the lucky thing is, I mean, I mean, Mercedes came up at the back end of last season from a really big high point, didn't they? They had the best car. Without yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. And they had the best car, even, I mean, going to some of the tracks by a second a lap, almost, didn't they? Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it was one of those weekends where it would come up and you'd see in practice and you just think, we know what's coming here. This race is going to be really boring yeah. from the front. Yes, and unless you're a Mercedes, Rosberg, or Hamilton fan, I think the whole of last year, as we said earlier, um, is was and you know fundamentally very boring. Yeah, uh, there were some, there were a few really good races. I, I mean, I felt Bahrain. I think any F1 fan that watched that would, would live would have found that interesting. And obviously, mm-hmm. Hungary was quite Hungary. good as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Japan, until obviously uh, the Giorgio Bianchi moment, that was that wasn't a bad race. No, um, it wasn't great for Ferrari, unfortunately. But in terms of action, it wasn't too bad. But yeah, I think I think um, it's good for the sport if people could bring the fight more to Mercedes for this year. Yeah, yeah. I, we all, the thing is, we always get it, don't we, in Formula One? You know, years ago it was Ferrari and Michael. Then we went on to the Red Bull and the and the Sebastian sort of era. We had the sort of uh, the Braun and the Jensen Button sort of it. Well, one year era. Yeah, you, you get that, don't you? Yeah. Um, and I don't know. We uh, this this year. Uh, let's be honest. If you've got a decent car that is already a second quicker than than everyone else, yep, you will. You you might as well take the fundamental parts of that car because it's obviously working. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, as people have mentioned before, the Mercedes are closer to the ceiling, kind of so to speak. You know what I mean? Of where of, of how fast these cars could be than any other team. Yeah. They? And it makes sense that they're having an, it's an evolution, not really a revolution that you could argue yeah. Ferrari have had. Yeah. Um, however, uh, I have seen, if you remember McLaren, I think, uh, end of 2012, they didn't have the advantage of Mercedes, but they had the fastest car, um, mm-hmm. I think. And look what happened the very next year. Mm-hmm. Um, it, they, they, they were nowhere. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen with Mercedes. However, I, I do have one question for you. Um, Mercedes. Will this be the year they miss Ross Braun? Because last year, um, all the car, kind of like a bit the first Braun, all the work 
for last year's car was done the year prior with Ross Braun being there, getting the key people in, organising it all. And, 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 uh, last, and last year was the result of that. Will they miss Ross Braun this year, do you think? Are cracks going to show? He's got an influence, yep. hasn't he? He's got an influence, but um, he went a good while ago, didn't he? And he, let's be honest, that, that Toto um, and I think Paddy Lowe, isn't it? Yes. Um, you know, they're not, they're, they're, they're quite switched on guys and um, plenty of experience. They were, but they did get, I thought they did a good job at managing their drivers. But some people said, oh, if Ross Braun was there, that, that wouldn't happen. And I, I think it still would. Um into for those two, but I don't. I don't know what you feel about about how they managed ma- managed their drivers uh, last year and, and the this coming year. Uh, do, you think, do you think it would have happened anyway because of the two personalities you've got? You're going to get that, aren't you? Let's be honest. No amount of people telling you to be quiet is going to stop you from being quiet. If you, you know, especially with the adrenaline. I yeah. think there was an incident that involved Michael Schumacher in Spa. I, I vaguely remember it, uh, where he got quite angry with a dri- with a driver um, when he ran into the back of him. Oh, what was that insignificant driver called? It was Takuma Sato, wasn't it? That was was it? Was it? I was thinking uh, of, a, of a of a Scott. <laughs> um, no, no, he's Japanese. He's Japanese, Alex. Oh, oh Takuma okay. Sato. You're thinking of a Scotsman. Yeah, was it but, was was it was it the time? It, but he's insignificant. <laughs> but um, what what I'm getting at is the adrenaline kicks in, and uh, you know, if after the race or directly after the incident, you're going to say stuff, aren't you? Yeah, and and, and it, it, it it did happen last year, and I think with things like social media now and everything, you're not going to stop it, are you? Ever really? No, and obviously the press then say that you know out of the camera. Nico said this, or off camera, Lewis said this, and even like, do you know what I mean? And then they pick up on facial expressions, and do you know what I mean? And you'll always get this sort of stirring, don't you? Yeah, you do, and the press are very, very good at that, especially taking one sentence someone has said and completely, um, and completely twisting it. I mean, we've seen things like that before, and uh, it. I think the focus, because Mercedes was so dominant last year, the focus obviously was on Rosberg and Hamilton and their relationship and the press were no doubt going to big that up because that was one of the few stories that people were interested in last year because, you know, that was one, that was probably the only story really last year, wasn't it, um, in terms of uh, the championship, so. It, it, yeah, any form of conflict, any form of rivalry, you know, among anything... You're you're going to sell papers and sell magazines, or if you slightly sex it up. Yeah, no, absolutely. But to be fair, there was a story there in the first place. Those two were not getting on. No, 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 they weren't. It wasn't the press creating something out of nothing. They weren't getting on. No, but they they definitely fueled the fire. Uh, Yeah. So they created. So yeah. There you go. But 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 there you go. I mean, we've got from from a. From Ferrari uh, um, to Mercedes, two teams that potentially could be on fire, to one team we have no doubt about, uh, McLaren. Okay. Um, let's, let's, let's have a quick look, shall we? So, <laughs> oh, this is no, 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 no,
with a 120.841. Okay? Yep. So, if we go down the bottom here, uh, Jensen Button, 127.6. So, uh, just under seven seconds slower. He did 41 laps. And Fernando Alonso, a 135.5, was 15 seconds slower than Kimi. And have did 38 you, laps. Have you ever seen that before? What, last year when Red Bull? Well, Red Bull, yeah, yeah. But I, I can't help but feel that when they did actually do a lap, which was difficult, it wasn't seven seconds a lap slower. Maybe three or four. No, no, no. It's pain. It, 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 it was, uh, to me, when you, have, when you put in lap times like that, it's let's go out. And we'll just make sure that everything's ticking over and we'll just dawdle around the track. Yeah. And that's exactly what McLaren... Unfortunately, that's exactly what McLaren have done. Um, yeah. Having said that, this, the worry is, going into this most, going into the coming test, that are, the, how, are they really in a better position than they were you know, at the, at the end of the last test? We're, we're not really going to know. But you have to be concerned if you are Ron Dennis... Fernando Alonso, Jensen Button, or, or a McLaren fan. We've heard good things about this Honda engine. It, it sounds a lot different from what I've, you know, when I've mm. heard it. Um, having said that, we've heard all, we've heard all these good things about how good this car could be, but we haven't really seen any of the evidence to, to su- suggest that yet. Okay, you, you're the McLaren fan, right? Yeah. You you tell me, you tell me what what was going on in Hereth. Um, well, I, I think uh, they, were, they, were, they were struggling with the Honda engine. Uh, to, okay. I, I think they're they struggling to marry... This is just my theory, based yeah. on absolute no, no particular... But I think they were, they were struggling with, that, a new, with a new Honda engine to put it into, that new, to put it into the McLaren, and it, for whatever reason, it wasn't, it wasn't talking to each other, because we know that that McLaren is not going to be seven seconds off the pace at a short circuit like Jerez. Okay. Um, absolutely, absolutely guaranteed. Um, they need, but they need to sort. They need to sort their. They need to sort their reliability out. And I'm sure the Honda is a good engine. But what I'm quite surprised at, even Honda have had arguably a bit of extra time to sort their engine out than people like Ferrari and Renault because they were mm. making engines, um, you know, in the V8 era, and they had to make these ones. I know. So Honda. I mean, I know they announced, you know, two year. Well, they've had all, not quite two years, but nearly. Um, to sort to, to sort their engine out, so I'm a bit shocked that it's that they're having this much of a problem. Having said that, uh, Alex, what I would say it shows you where Ferrari make the engine, Ferrari make the car, Mercedes make the engine, Mercedes make the car. No, arguably no coincidence that these two, th- you know, that they're the fastest at the moment. Because what you're, you're right, so what you're saying is they build everything together as one, whilst you rock up to a circuit or to a factory with the engine and say, there's your engine. Now let's go and try and fit this to a McLaren gearbox. Yeah, and I'm and, sure... And I'm, it doesn't quite yeah. mesh. I'm sure they are talking to each other and they're doing everything they can do to do that. Mm. But I think when when you've got your engine department next door uh, making it and you could literally talk to them, you know, walk into the room, so to speak, almost, yeah. rather than be on the phone, it's going to be a lot easier, isn't it? So. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that didn't work particularly well for Ferrari last year, but I think that's one advantage that Ferrari have always had, and Mercedes have shown 
that's one advantage that Mercedes have had. They've made this brand new engine, given it to people like Williams and McLaren. But obviously Mercedes have done a much better job because it's their engine. They know all about it. They know how to get the best from it. And they've designed their car and the engine in unison. The other teams haven't. And maybe this is where the McLaren and Honda have maybe gone slightly wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You. I don't know. There's, there's, no, there's, there's no doubt that, that, that things... I think the, at least from what I remember, the first day was it wasn't they it's, weren't talking to each other. I think there was an electronics failure yeah. at some point. Um, it was a disastrous test for them. Anyway, I really don't think you could take too many positive things out, other than the fact that they did complete a few laps. But that's really the only positive thing you can take away from that first test if you're a McLaren fan. If if you're being brutally honest. Uh yeah, I mean, they did what they do, 79 laps in total. Yeah. And Mercedes did 515. Exactly. Uh, or if we look at, if we look at, by, if we go by engine, Mercedes did 983 laps. Uh, Honda's, well, there's only McLaren did 79. Yeah, and I can't... That, that kind of mileage that you lose, Ferrari did, Ferrari engines did 728 laps. Yeah, that kind of mileage... Mm-hmm. Is 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 valuable, isn't it? It is. I mean, I know. Obviously, playing like the, as they say, the Monday night quarterback or whatever. You know, um, you know, uh, seeing the situation obviously after it happens, it's, it's a lot easier to criticise, isn't it, on Monday about decisions people have made in the race and things like that. Do you think maybe Honda would have it would have been better for Honda as well to maybe have not really invested, but maybe given a, a beating to either Caterham or Mauritius, the struggling thing, and, and done a deal with them, just so that that engine could potentially have a few more miles, and obviously to save an F1 team. Good press. I don't know. Do, do you think that scenario could have ever happened, or would you maybe have, if you were one of the Honda bosses, have thought about it? Uh, seven, well, yeah. I mean, you would like, you'd have loved, I don't know, I mean, Honda, have they always been a one-team engine? Uh, when so when they pulled out, have. when they pulled out, they were with BAR, weren't they? Yeah, you were, they were the Honda team, weren't they? With BAR Honda, and then they were with the Honda. However, I think um, at one point they were with BAR and they were with Jordan as well, provided they, Honda engines. Yeah, Super Guri. Okay, so they're not one-team engine. They're no, not a one not really. a one engine. You say that, but then didn't Honda, who were with the Williams, then defect to McLaren, didn't they? Mm. They didn't. They weren't sharing their engines. So in terms of, so, so you, you could argue that um, they've definitely always had a, a, a top team they want to be with, for sure. Mm. I, th- I think, I, d- I do wonder if, if Caterham and uh, Mauricio are still around, what would have happened? Yeah, I think they might. They may well have asked. You know, they may well have asked a question. It would have been interesting because, say, say the McLaren wasn't working with the engine, mm-hmm. um, you, you could still have Mauricio driving around, racking up the mileage if it was working, if if everything was working. Could yeah, you? You could. So, what? So, what? What do you think? Come. What do you think is going to be the story at Barcelona for them then? Um, the, the, I think the big story is is come the end of it. I think they'll kind of get it together, and that car will probably be within a couple of seconds, maybe of the Mercedes. I think it has to be really within showing that they can do a couple of seconds. I mean, 
You've got you've got Ron De- Miss Captain Ron Dennis here that wants to have a title sponsor. Um, well, well, we know McLaren need a title sponsor. I think he said the year time the title sponsors is gone. I've seen another news story that said McLaren refused to not um, to have their title sponsor for less than fifty million. I'm assuming that's a yearly, right? Um, I mean, it's a, it, it's a team. But do you? But do, do just quickly going on that? Would you like a team? that is like the equivalent of Lotus, where you've just got loads of different sponsors all around the car? No. Or do you want a, a team or car to look and 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 it's predominantly sponsored by one company with, you know, that's got the engine cover and maybe the side pods, but then you've got another company on the rear wing. But predominantly, it's, say, two or three major sponsors rather than the Lotuses of... Uh, we'll just throw anything at the car if we can find a space. Yeah, I mean, I think luckily for the Lotus, because they've gone now more to black and gold and less of that red, it actually looks okay. Um, uh, but yeah, we've seen it in the past, haven't we? Um, you know, you know that that they've kind of like just exploded a confetti of sponsors on the on the on the on, on the car purely, obviously, to make money. And when you look at the history, like people like Ferrari and McLaren in particular, they're two teams that had very few sponsors on their cars but the sponsors they have had are very big very important very prominent and we know they're getting a lot of money i mean marlborough for ferrari and you know things like that shell both you know both of them are sponsored mclaren and ferrari at some point um yeah to name to name but a few and obviously mm. mclaren have lost their hugo boss sponsorship which they've had for years and others it's quite a prestigious brand that it is and they've had that what 30 years or something someone was saying and it's mm. gone uh, it's gone to um, it's gone to. I think Hugo Boss is German anyway, but it's gone to Mercedes, um, and I think Hugo Boss sponsored McLaren before they had Mercedes engines anyway. Yes. Yeah. So, so, so I mean, that is a pretty big thing. Fair enough. That sponsor might not be giving millions and millions. It's not. It's not a title sponsor, is it? But it, it definitely tells. It definitely tells a story. It's, is Ma- could McLaren, Alex? Do you think if they don't sort it out with this Honda engine within the next say two years? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Could they be going the ways that Williams went after BMW? In, in what regards? Um, where Williams was... With BMW, they're really good. They didn't get the, quite the success they want, but they were good. Then BMW left Williams, and then Williams kind of just declined up until really recently. I mean, do you think that... Do you, could you foresee that happening to McLaren? They kind of become slowly like an upper midfield team and never and not really serious challenges to the point where in two or three years time we're talking about McLaren as midfielders rather than expecting them to do better like we are now I know that's I know that's being quite that's something you don't want to even think about I'd imagine no it's no I don't as a McLaren fan but um, and, and, and I know obviously you know um, Ferrari's not my favourite team McLaren's not your favourite team but trying to look at it from an unbiased view could is, is that a possible scenario if they don't really deliver within the next two years? Uh, well, yeah, because the way that, if you think about it, the way that teams are dropping out for Mauritius and Caterham, yeah. McLaren are are slowly becoming a midfield team. Well, Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if you t- if you remove four cars from the grid, say, so you have a, you know, you, you had a, you had a, a, a grid of 24, Yeah. Yep. And and let's say McLaren were finishing, I don't know, eighth, ninth and tenth. So you were just you were just above average, weren't you? Yes. Yeah? 
Um, but if you then take away those four cars, you've got 18 on the grid. Yep. And you then have McLaren finishing ninth and 10th. You're actually then below average. Yeah, I guess you're right when you put it when you, when you put it that way. I mean, let, let, I mean, last year, realistically, so, and, until the end of the year. So let's say for the first two thirds of the season, you had really um, uh, Mercedes, Ferrari, Red Bull, and Williams on a weekly basis being ahead of McLaren, didn't you? Mm. Until probably the last like quarter third of the season. Mm. So, which is obviously a worrying statistic. statistic. Yes, it's, it's not something you want to think about too much. No. Talking, talking of the of, of the midfield teams. What one of the more successful midfield teams? One of the teams for the money that they invested have always, I think, we we felt punched above their weight. Force India. Um, however, uh, I, I use the word force quite literally. Quite well, you know, not literally but quite sparingly maybe, because uh, they're not really a force to be reckoned with at all at the moment. <laughs> we've seen, we saw the car, we saw the launch, the paintwork looked very much McLaren-esque, and mm. uh, that's it really, isn't it? Yeah. They, I've read today though, oh, I yes. don't know if you've read it, they are attending Barcelona. Oh, fantastic. However, it's with last year's car. Right. Uh, is it a case of? Do you and, think... and, and the only reason why I yep. say that is because they've they've published a picture on Twitter showing it being loaded onto a transporter. Ah, uh, okay. So we think so. It's, okay, so last year's car. Last year's car, and it's going to be with a test driver, um, a German driver, I think. Um, I will, can't find that up. Why do you have a little chat? Well, I have a little chat. Well, that, that's interesting. I mean, you have to wonder why Force Indian doing it with a test driver. Um, is it because they have a complete lack of they, they are lacking funds, and this test driver is paying to be is paying to be in F one? Oh, that's very cynical of you. It but is you're cynical, probably but, right. Yeah, but why? why that's else? what that's what teams do, isn't it? It is. I mean, because you've got Hulkenberg and you've got Perez. Now, say what you want about about both of them. Uh, you know, ne- negative things can have, have been said about, about about both of them, more so maybe Perez not living up to his potential. But let's be honest, Alex, in, you look at the grid as a whole last year. There were two solid drivers compared to some of the compared to some of the people. Mm. Uh, you know, they, they had solid performances. I know Perez had his war with Massa uh, <laughs> last year, but they were they were solid. You can't really say they neither of them did a bad job. So why aren't they going testing? They know last year's car better than this test driver. It's got to be for money. I know that's cynical. I can't think of any other reason. You think they were very short of money? Yeah, I don't know why. But yeah, they they, they, they must be. And they got this... a fairly. I would imagine they got a fairly decent payout from Bernie last year. They did. Yes, I'm sure um... of it. Um, so it, 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 it does make you wonder though about the health of the sport, doesn't it? Um. Well, if, if Force India are potent, possibly in trouble, then then you then have to start considering that we could be going down the lines of a very small grid at some point. And that and that's not good for anyone, is it at all? No. You need. I mean, I'm not saying Force India are back of the road teams, but you need the midfield teams as much as you need like your your, your Minardis and people like that, and your old Tyrrells, or your, mm. you, you know. Um, uh, you, I mean, re- re- really, I've always liked... I thought the perfect size for a grid was about 22 cars for me. That's what I've always been used to. 
yeah. whole. Yeah. Around about 22. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe even more. Uh, but I've always think once it gets lower than 20, you've got big problems. Uh, yeah, because as we were discussing the other day, yeah. you, you could be looking at, I don't know, I mean, who's going to potentially be finishing last in Melbourne? Salva, Force India or Toro Rosso. Yeah, or even McLaren. You, you don't know. Yeah, but team, those, with those names, you shouldn't be hearing those names down the bottom. No, you shouldn't. I mean, these are teams that normally are fighting in the top 10. And the problem mm. is they probably they potentially could all be for, have a chance within the top 10. You, you know, the, and, uh, but after, after that, there's not many teams behind them anyway. So it's almost mm. by default. Yeah, you're right. It is, it's, not, it's not good. Um, Bernie and the FIA do need to do something. Luckily, we have got, obviously, the new USA team. And you keep hearing these news reports about Manor and Mauritius still not being over yet. And the FIA... I think extending the date for the final, you know, stamp, so mm. to speak, to to go to go to Melbourne and make it all official, which which is good. And if I was Bernie, um, and if I would be doing everything in my power to make sure that there is another team there, because you've got a product to sell without with with a, essentially two thirds of the grid of what it was a few years back. Yeah, it's not going to be as good. And no. you know, people people, I don't think people will switch off in droves, but. The hardcore fans will still watch it, but the casual viewers will look at that and think, "Okay, I watch something else." Mm-hmm. And it's these casual viewers which makes which makes the difference between ten million watching a race and six. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I suppose the way I look at it is a bit like Spanish football because I know you're not too much up on your football, but like Barcelona and Real Madrid, mm-hmm. uh, two of the biggest football uh, teams in the world, with their budgets are just crazy, and and. Well, I suppose it's also like the Scottish uh, Premiership, Celtic and was Rangers at the top. Yeah. With ludicrous amounts of money playing against teams which had next to no money and they were getting their asses kicked. And and it's almost comes to a point where you just, it's not an interest really because you, you knew what was coming. There was no competitiveness about it. No, 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 you're right. Um, I know what I want to talk about it was a lot better in the olden days, but I like the days where it's not inconceivable that, for example, a Sauber, not too long ago even, could could get up on a podium or could get fourth and fourth or fifth. Yeah, you know, I mean, we've even had you know people like Manardi scoring points. Obviously, Mauricio last year, and that makes a massive deal. And let's be honest, uh, I think I think all of us were pulling for that Mauricio to finish in the points at the end of Monaco, and they did. Mm. And it was a, it was a lovely story. Yeah, but we're going to have less. Of, we're having less of that. It'll be a lot more predictable, as you said. Mm. Um, well, also, if you're getting down to eighteen point eighteen cars, you're not that close away from scoring a points position. Well, no, you've, not really. I mean, you've, you've got points covering over half of yeah. of of the grid. Whilst if you had twenty four cars, you know, and there's that way of looking at it as well. So you might have to look at readjusting a points table yeah. or the points. Yeah, maybe allocation. the top eight again, uh, yeah. or even the top six. Yeah, because interestingly, all it would take at Melbourne, uh, Alex, is have four or five cars off at the first corner, the race continues, a few more go out because it's the beginning of the season for reliability, and you may well have seven or eight cars finishing. Mm. It's not an unrealistic scenario. No, but then I suppose it's a catch-22 because um, what you've got is you then have a bit like NASCAR, isn't it, where you get a majority of the cars scoring points, so it becomes a lot closer 
during the season. Ah, that's Does true. that make sense? That so, does, yeah. Um, you have, rather than like last year where Caterham weren't scoring anything and Mauricio weren't, and it was always the same kind of thing, if you've got a majority of, or, or over, say, 60% of of people scoring points in every race, yep. uh, it'll be on that sort of, I don't know, uh, you've got, you've got say, Carlos Saints Jr., uh, scoring two points in Melbourne and then not scoring anything and then scoring five points in the next race. And he's actually up there with the likes of Maldonado, who's having a poor reliability because, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's more compact in points down the bottom. Yeah, that could be interesting. Well, yeah, I mean, there you go. Every cloud has a silver lining and I think you may have found it for this mm. year, potentially, which, which which is not too bad. But I think we're going to have to really stay tuned and you keep one eye uh, on the for, on Force India and how they progress at this next test. Well, um, I've I found the article. Oh, yeah. And, and I'll read it to you and you work out what you think. So it says, uh, Force India will be taking their 2014 car to Barcelona to let Mercedes reserve driver Pascal uh, Berlin, Berlin, I don't know you're going to call that, uh, Berlin, Berlin, have a go. Uh, it says... Uh, apparently um, uh, it suggests that the test is a favour uh, Force India are doing for Mercedes as they're ah. str- they as the struggling team has reportedly not paid Mercedes yet for its power units that's interesting well that's not good at all then is it I mean we're talking like um, Lotus uh, struggling t- territory and obviously Mauritius and Caterham Hmm. So I don't, I don't know. Obviously, I appreciate it. we don't know the innings, no, the don't. workings of it. But it's like saying, uh, well, you're going to have to come to Barcelona, even though you haven't got a car, and you're going to take uh, your last year's car. And I don't know how it'll work. You could have the engines for Australia for free if you bring if you bring yeah. the car along for a test or something like that. Um, but yeah. I mean, that, that's quite. I mean, I think we're both. I think we can all be in agreement, though. The the fact that they missed this, they missed the first test, and and them bringing this year, last year's car to this most recent test is never going to be a good thing. No, and when you've got two tests out of three, because there's only the Barcelona has what is it? So like four days, then a couple of days off, and then another four days, and then that's it. Then it's Melbourne. Yeah, there's no no testing in uh, oh, no Bahrain. Testing in Bahrain this time, is there? No, no. Which is uh, interesting because Bar. I mean, I mean, I know obviously Barcelona is warmer than over here in a lovely England, but you're not going to get the heat um, that you'll have in Bahrain at all, are you? Um, and the interesting thing is, Australia is going to be, I imagine, hotter than it is in uh, Spain this time of year, even though it's uh, they're getting into the autumn. Yeah, the the these tests are to some extent um fairly useless in regards to tire temperature and stuff like that because it will never it's pretty much never going to be that cold throughout the rest of the season no no it, the cold is they they're driving in is at the moment and and it's quite difficult to to create the atmosphere that they get on a, on an average race weekend it is I mean, I, and, and funny enough um, I know the, the cold thing is not always good for the tyres but the engines like it um, yeah. you know so, so yeah it, it could be interesting when we, when we get to Melbourne. I, Melbourne I know last year we all expected about four cars to finish which wasn't the case we just no. had 
a boring race, really. Let's be honest, it wasn't very exciting at all. And I would have probably put my money on Red Bull not finishing. Yeah, I know, and Danny Ricardo did, but then yeah. he got disqualified. Um, so oh, there, oh, there you go then. Well, I mean, I mean, that's really the wind. The the biggest news story is coming out coming out of winter testing. Um, yeah, there's, there's. I think I don't know. I mean, I suppose the one the one question I've got I've got for you. Yep. Is, uh, and I, we briefly spoke about it last week when we were together. Is do you think that Red Bull having two rookies? Because let's be honest, Ricardo probably you could still class as a rookie, couldn't you? You could. Um, is good for the team? No, I don't think it is. Um, I, I think we'll see how mature Ricardo can be, and if he. Uh, uh, on his experience of last year, if he can build on it. I mean, I think this year is going to be more of a test for Ricardo, arguably, than last year was, in, in one aspect of the fact that he's now the leader of the team. Mm. And, you know, I mean, he did quite well with the team struggling last year to get it together, but you could say that the car suited his driving style. Yeah. Um, but now he is the you know, he is the man in the team, and they've got a, they've got a rookie, um, uh, Daniel Kvyat, in the, in the other one, who I was surprised that they picked him. To go so quickly, um, didn't exactly set the world alight, did he? Last no, he didn't, did he? I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, as criticised as he was, Jev really held his own against Ricardo. Mm. I was shocked that he wasn't at the very least kept on for another year at Toro Rosso. Mm. Um, so yeah, I he's gone to a, he's gone to a better place. He's gone to a better place. <laughs> so. so yeah, well, Jensen Button may well have joined him there last year. We had a mm. for a few decisions. Um, mm. Yeah, so I think I think we'll have to see, but I don't think I don't I never think it's a good thing having having two relatively inexperienced guys. I mean, we saw that. I think um, uh, it was worse. Though. It was worse for them. I think remember at Jordan uh, in ninety uh, seven when they had Ralph Schumacher and Giancarlo Fisichella. Fisichella done about a year ish stint with uh, with Minardi for the odd race for the odd few races. Ralph Schumacher was the rookie coming in, and they had a they had a shocking year in terms of that car was very good, the ninety seven Jordan that really should have won races. And I think because because they, they were both rookies, they hit each other on at least one occasion and made stupid mistakes. Mm. I don't think Ricardo will, but that's that's an example. I think a, a good example of when you've got two rookies and you've got a solid car, what 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 could potentially happen? They lost a lot of points. Um, I'll say again, the Williams of 2012, where Maldonado won in Spain. I think that Williams was a much better car than even Maldonado let show because you know he had the one win and not really much else. And Bruno Senna wasn't really the best driver in the world. I mm. think had you had a Massa and Bottas in there, that could have been really that could have been really interesting, couldn't it? But we'll never mm. know. So. Uh, no, I th- I, th- I think if I answer my own question, yeah. I think you need a, a household name. Yes. Um, and someone who uh, I, I don't know I, for the say say the casual or the average F one um, watch watcher such word yeah viewer viewer um, and you're having a, let's okay let's say yeah let's say you're having a conversation with your girlfriend or your wife and you say oh have you heard of Ferrari yes have you heard of Mercedes yes most likely they're going to have heard of the teams yeah Yeah. and then you then talk about the drivers and and they'll probably bat off a few drivers namely it'll be the Brits Hamilton Button etc 
And then you might be able to then say, oh, have you ever heard of Alonso? Oh, yeah, I've heard of Alonso. Uh, have you ever heard of um, Mark Webber? You know, those kind of things. Oh, yeah. And, and you can marry them up to the teams and then they can say, yeah. And then if you say, have you ever heard of the driver lineup of Kvyat and Ricardo? Uh, they're going to say no. And then they're automatically going to assume, I, I sound awful for saying it, but I would imagine they're going to automatically assume they're going to be one of the lower down teams because yeah. they've never heard of those drivers. I think unless, obviously, we're talking with someone in Australia, you're probably right. For a casual mm. view, yeah, yeah, you may, you may well be, you may well be correct. I'm not, I'm not saying for one minute, and I want to emphasise to our viewers, uh, viewers, listeners, that um, they are poor drivers. I'm not saying that for one minute. All I'm saying is, just for like, I don't know, sponsorship and and press coverage and and all those kind of things, you'd almost, it's a bit like the whole Jensen Button and McLaren thing. Is it? If you want a bit of attention, would you not try and get a bit of a household name? Yeah, you would, especially in this day of. I mean, I know Red Bull doesn't really need sponsors, does it? But um, no. but people like McLaren probably do. So having Jensen Buttons is a much better thing than having Kevin Magnussen. Mm. Um, so no, I, yeah, I kind of I kind of agree with you, really. Especially Red Bull. I mean, we're talking about this is a team that. Uh, was winning consistently. Well, they won last year three races. They were winning consistent championships, weren't they? Mm. And the fact I can understand that Red Bull have this program where they put drivers on their program to end up being in the F1 team. I mean, Christian Clean, you know, right at the beginning, um, Luciano Berti, and obviously, you know, Sebastian Vettel being obviously the best example. Yeah. Having said that, they're not against putting household names into their team, like Mark Webber. Yeah. It was Mark Webber and David Coulthard, wasn't it? No, you yeah. Know. Um, and then Vettel ended up replacing Coulthard in 2009. So, mm. yeah. Mm. And he still had Mark Webber as the household name, mm. Vettel as the rookie. It yeah. ended up being interesting, but they had a lot of success through that. So Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I, I could be completely proved wrong. I will re-listen to this podcast in 10 months' time and realise that I'd made a mistake. But... Um, <laughs> I just think you need a household name for, um, I don't know, to keep, I don't know, just just having the experience, just, you know, everything that goes with a household name, really. No, absolutely. Um, from Formula One to the, uh, well, PlayStation 4s and Xbox Ones and Wii U's and PCs of the world, Project Cars. This is, this, this is, a, this is a game that you and I... Alex, we are, are, are very passionate about to the point where we'll sit there, watch the videos, talk about the videos, yeah. like a bunch of geeks. Yeah, yeah. March 20th, appreciate it's just over a month away, about, you know, just short of five, five or so weeks away. Um, uh, it got delayed, didn't it, in December? Yeah. You looking forward to it still? I am very much looking forward to it, more so possibly than the start of the F1 season, and that's saying a lot. What if Ferrari continue to be fastest? Is it going to be more, you know? It's a close one. I think, I think basically, for, for our listeners, what we probably just need to emphasise is this is a computer game that, at the moment, is, is not an official computer game for Formula One. No. It's, it's a computer game that covers 
a whole variety of different forms of motorsport um, and has been developed by the fans for the fans. Um, and uh, it's taken, it's been in development for, I think we can say years, can't we? Yeah, it's been it's been a lot it's been a lot of years, hasn't it? Um, yeah. I mean, I know the the main company behind it uh, that had the idea with this fan thing, and the main company developing it were used to develop the Need for Speed Shift series, but which was mm. solid. But I, I think this is going so this is so beyond obviously what the Need for Speed Shift series was. Um, this is basically uh, uh, well, Codemasters. Uh, they're there. What was it? Racer or whatever. What was their most recent one? Grid. Grid is it? Grid, grid Autosport. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, this is what really Grid should have been. I mean, this is basically, you know, absolutely fantastic. They're taking every different race discipline. You can have a career. Um, they put hundreds of different drivers in there, not all real. Yeah. I think um, it was on Kickstarter as well, wasn't it? And if you gave so much money, you could be one of the drivers in the game, which I thought was fantastic. Okay. It's, it's a simulator. It's close to, if not a simulator simulation game isn't it it's not yeah it's not any form of arcade no kind of quality of you know exaggerated speed no i mean the option is there not to make it arcade but the option is there if you're completely new and casual uh you know a casual gamer to this the option is there to make it easier for you with obviously you know your auto uh, not only auto gears but obviously um the braking help obviously racing lines and things like that you know um complete traction control yeah uh but uh, yeah, it's, it, it looks really, really good. I mean, it rivals things like obviously you got Azetta Corsa, which has just come out. They're said to you know be up there with the almost your R factors as well, which yeah. which I've heard in the same light. Um, and it, it's big because it's it's trying to do a, a, nearly every form of of track motorsport, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I know Gran Turismo has delved in obviously the rallying, but this is every form of track motorsport from a. Obviously, um, you know your Tim Tops to your almost like your mini type racing to your full on, uh, you know GP two slash uh, you know full on Formula One racing. Yeah. yeah, they they've they've gone to work on making sure that there's a race series for everyone in this uh, Formula One, GP two, and Formula three are covered, but they're just rehashed as a. Uh, I forget what's Formula, Formula One called now. Formula, Formula, Formula One, or Formula A. That's it. That's, that's it. it. Um, and you know, there's they've they've done a lot of work on sports car, Le Mans, but but it, these are not made up vehicles. They they they've covered. They've gone back to the basics of going back to like the 1992 DTM German touring car, Mercedes, and and, and things like that. Um, and I think they've got. Yeah, they've gone back to the eighties in Formula One as well, haven't they? But they're not allowed. Yeah. They're not using the liveries. No, they don't. They don't have the F one license, so they kind of yeah. you know, try trying to get. Which is a shame, really. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I think Codemasters have got that. I'm sure they signed an exclusivity clause. Otherwise, other people will be making F one games. I reckon. Um, exactly. Um, so yeah, uh, but I mean, I must say the graphics look amazing. They managed to get. I don't know on the Xbox One. I know it's a contentious issue between uh, console fans, but I know on the PS4 they've managed to get the 1080, I think, as running at, as well as 60 frames per second, which is fantastic. That's not bad. It's, it, 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 if, if you ever want to get an idea 
um, about the quality of this game, it doesn't take much to quickly go on YouTube and uh, search for Project Cars and just get some in-game footage because the first thing I think a lot of people are blown away by is the um, the graphics, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I've, you and I have both seen videos where they've compared the on-track, the realistic one, to the Project Cars one, and I'm not being funny. If I was looking at a TV, you know, maybe not completely close up, but on the other side of the room... I probably wouldn't be able to tell, you know, until I had a good 30, 40 second look at it. Yeah, it's it's, it's around the shadows, isn't it? Yeah. The shadows and the sunset and the sort of the shine off the racetrack, that kind of stuff. Um, it's it's I'm Gran Turismo. That game is nothing compared with this. If this does what it says in the tin, yeah, I think if this does what it sets out to achieve. Mm. Even if it makes it there like 80-90%, I think it'll be absolutely fantastic. And mm. as we were talking about earlier, <coughs> excuse me, this is the this is the game that arguably will keep on giving and they, they want it to have this big community and they want I imagine there'll be lots and lots of DLC for the for the upcoming, you know, next couple of years as well. I uh, yeah, I I see this game just coming up with new um with new vehicles. Uh, stuff like that because it, it's a game which when you think about it, it it's not like a it's not like say an f1 game is it where you know a new season starts and and everything like that <coughs> no. it, and and bernie needs to make his money to release a brand new game uh with the help of codemasters this could potentially just go on and on and on until the point of uh, you know playstation 5 comes out or you know and then they just create something new with the better hardware or anything, everything like that. The, the game could just go on and on. Yeah, because I think it's been in development for so long, and I know it's not, for example, as advertised as much as maybe Forza or um, obviously the Sony, you know, Sony's Gran, Gran Turismo. But, mm. I, but I think this is one where people, when people start Googling, you know, I want a good driving game on my PS4 or my Xbox yeah. One, I, I, I hope this is going to be the number one thing that people will actually recommend. Yeah. Um, uh, which, which, you know... Uh, I definitely will at the moment, from from what we know, and what and they've pumped obviously so much effort into it over the, over the last few years and, and delayed it that I can't see them saying releasing it, just having a year's worth of DLC and saying that's it. I cannot see that scenario happening. Yeah, yeah, there'll be tracks being added all the time, I'd imagine, and yeah, uh, it, it's as I said earlier. In fact, there's I haven't got a PlayStation Four, but I'm purchasing one. Just for this, just for this game. Yeah. Um, you know, what? it is a shame that because um, obviously both of us, are, you know, uh, we're, we'll be watching Australia in about in about you know four weeks' time. Mm. Uh, it is a shame that it's not out a week before. It's not out the Friday. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, obviously that would be a motorsport fueled weekend, wouldn't it? It would first? be. It would be. We'd be uh, kissing goodbye to our loved ones. Yes, we're kissing goodbye to our yeah, absolutely kissing and, and normal clothes, I'd imagine. Yeah, 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 and uh, just uh, wearing the old uh, tank top vest and uh, sitting in your pants, absolutely. just having that weekend of uh, F one and Project Cars. Do you have before we go? Do you have a favourite beverage? I don't have a, drink? a pair what? of a boxes pair of... that are my favourite. Sorry, what? <laughs> Is that what you're going to ask? I imagine they're red with yellow prancing horses on. Well, the, well, the Ferrari emblem is smack bang in the middle. I'm sure the it front. is. I, I imagine, yeah. But it distorts itself, obviously. Yes. Because of the size. 
Yeah, of the emblem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I can I can I can <laughs> I can completely understand. Uh, what I was gonna what I was gonna ask, uh, do you have a favourite beverage or something to eat when you when you when you're playing these games? Or not at all? No. <laughs> oh well that killed that one then, didn't it? Fair enough. Um because well yeah, uh, I'm investing in, in, in a thermos flask for tea. Oh wow! Absolutely, that's what I, cause I like. I love tea. I love my tea. But when I'm, I imagine when when I'm trying to race against you, you know, uh, you know, twenty thirty laps or whatever, I'm going to mm. need that thermos flask for the pit mm. stop. Um, are you going to get the old? Uh, are you going to try and get a thermos uh, a thermos flask where a uh, plastic tube? Uh, no, no, so you no. can suck it up. As you uh, as you drive along, <laughs> I'm not that hardcore. Maybe You're not. Uh, maybe maybe because then I wouldn't need. I'd have to take one hand off my control pad. You see, so that see, might be a good that, idea. That's the downside. Um, and for those listeners, um, the idea behind Project Cars yeah, and is you're going from Xbox to PlayStation, so we can actually race together. We can. And and by racing together means you can't pause it halfway through to go and have your cup of cup of chai absolutely uh, uh, and you're just going to have to you know bear with it I will I will it, it'll, be, it'll be really interesting I, we'll probably play with the game for a bit um, luckily we're going to try and work out how this share button works and uh, and but you know, you know come maybe April May actually have a YouTube channel out you never know strange it, things have happened it, 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 my plan is and I don't know if it's if it's plausible but to move um, part of this podcast from if it goes into the world of project cars and, and F1 2015 to a YouTube channel so people can visualise what we're talking about uh, in, in regards to the games. Absolutely, and even commentate on some of the races, uh, if not live, uh, later on and things like that. It's endless, these opportunities. I, under- I understand that uh, one of your colleagues is also getting or has got a PS4, so... There you go. He might partake in project cars, you know. I did, but I think when they when they hear you and I talking about it in terms of how racing lines and stuff, they start to sweat. So yeah. I'm not sure. No, that's understandable. Well, for you know, for every Ferrari and McLaren in the in the late nineties, early noughties, let's say anyway, um, we, we we need our Minardis, don't we? So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We need, we he, need someone a bit. He's going to love that. You, you and I need someone to blame why we didn't win the race because so and so held us up when we're trying to lap them. You know, it's all there. So yeah, yeah, or needing yeah, or or depending on uh, who, who his favourite is um, potentially getting in the way. Oh, we're to, to, out to, now, are we? yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I mean, that's pretty much summed up the show. We do have an email account at the moment. It's a. Uh, the hot lap show all one word at gmail.com um should you want to contact us or anything uh um should you completely disagree with any of our comments yeah i take it back about the uh, insignificant scottish driver i know he's got plenty of fans out there i was just rethinking that one he's not a bad chap but he he didn't do something particularly nice back in the uh, the 90s with a ferrari uh well there you go there you go michael schumacher did lend him his helmet though for monaco 1996 is that an innuendo or? No, oh. <laughs> it's, the, it's, the truth, it's the truth. He did. He did actually. Oh, oh, he did okay, actually. Because right. I remember oh, watching right. the year in review for the 1996, the Damon Hill one, and it was, uh, it was one of the stories. Oh, okay. Coming out. Well, there you go. There you go. From a from a from Scottish from helmets. 
we welcome anyone's comments, um, especially around like the testing and what they think about it at the moment. Um, uh, and yeah, we obviously will get to read out um, those constructive comments, should we say? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, by the time uh, hopefully the season begins, uh, we'll hopefully have our Twitter up and our website running as well, as well as well as well as, well as this, and then YouTube to come. So yes. there you go. We're building. We're building slowly. slowly. We're, we're like Force India. We've got we've got big plans. Let's just hope we don't fall by the wayside. Yes. See you later. Yeah. <laughs>